Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for my guest on this episode. Um, Today, you will be hearing me chat with Suzanne Venus. Uh, We got together a few weeks ago to record this episode, and my jaw dropped so many times. Suzanne Venus is an international life coach and energy healer based out of St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. She works both in person and virtually connecting with her clients in their transformation and growth. Wellness to Suzanne is an integrative approach to body, mind, and spirit. In addition to her work with clients, Suzanne is a regular executive contributor to Brains Magazine and host of the Rebel Soul podcast. This was like such an amazing episode on the power of the woman's cycle. And so many of us as women, we either learn to know that our cycle, we are maybe aware of our cycle when we are wanting to get pregnant or when like we have a period or whatever, but she completely shifts the mindset altogether on how we can view our cycle and the power behind it and the different phases of it. It's such an amazing conversation and I hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed being there talking to her about it. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Suzanne. Welcome back to today's episode. I am so excited to have my guest on here today, Suzanne Venus. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I met Suzanne oddly on Instagram. And then back in January, she had, we, I, she, I had her give me a 12 month tarot reading and we are in month three right now at the time of the recording. And so far everything has like kind of shown up the way that the tarot cards had showed it. So, and I saw that you talk a lot about women's power and the power of the feminine cycle and the women's cycle. And I'm just starting to learn a little bit about that. So I'm so excited to have you in here. Um, before we continue, why don't you like tell a little the listeners a little bit about yourself and um, we'll just get, dive right in. Yeah, thanks for having me, Karen. I'm really excited to be here today. And, you know, social media can be all kinds of crazy and it can also be incredible in aligning uh people that you wouldn't need otherwise. And so I think that's kind of the magic of it. So I'm really excited to be here today to share this energetic space with you. And then just to talk about, um, you know, some of the things that I do and my offers. And yeah, it was just, I was blow drying my hair the one day in December and heard, make an offer for tarot readings. And because I normally don't, um, you know, sometimes it can seem perhaps a little kitschy or whatever, but I always set my intentions with tarot um, every year. And I just heard that I was supposed to do it and offer it. And I'm glad that you came into my realm via that. So it was. And then you had a lot of people that responded. Yeah, I had about 30 people that uh, responded, Mm -hmm. plus like my regular coaching clients 
clients and all the things that I do. So January, actually this whole 2023 so far has been um, hitting the ground running. There's been, it's been a run for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so amazing. One, before we dive into like all the feminine essence and the power of, of the woman, um, one of the things that you, when we had the reading that you said, and I'm seeing a lot of this is a pivot in careers mm -hmm. and where we have, one of the things I'm realizing is we have these gifts, right? We have these gifts we're born with and through paradigms and conditioning, we're like, we have to choose a career track. And so we choose a career track that makes sense with these gifts. And then we, uh, we enter that career and then we're like, well, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought it was, or this is not fulfilling me the way that I thought it is. And then we pivot and you were a teacher for a while, and then you realized you had these gifts. And um, can you can you talk a little bit about that? Your experience with that? Yeah, I I always say I'm going to start right from the start. I'll I'll go brief through it, so we got to go get through childhood to uh, now when I'm 43. So there's a bit of time to lapse through, but we'll I'll be quick about it. But you know, we talk about these gifts that we innately have. So when I was a child, and I don't say this lightly, I used to see dead people. So the movie, The Sixth Sense, like how they saw mm -hmm. dead people, I, I literally mm -hmm. saw dead people. I had a couple that stood in my doorway of my bedroom every single night. There was a man that stood on the left. He was tall, a woman to the right. Uh, she had long hair that um, was down to her waist and they would stand. Now I really think that they were there as like guardians, protectors. I had a lot of guardians and protectors I used to see um, as a child, like gargoyle type um, figures as I would play out outdoors. I grew up in small town Saskatchewan, which is like a prairie province in Canada. There were 20 people in my class from K to 12. My parents were both school teachers in the community. So a very uh, small community. But of course, you have these gifts and these things that happen as most of us do until it's all the paradigms. It's all of the, you know, constructs that makes us block it out. And, you know, going through teenage years, I was always very sensitive to energy as well and reading people. Um, and it felt really heavy. I struggled a lot with uh, mental illness and depression through my teen years and just wanting to fit in. Even though I was doing all the things, I was like top of my class. I actually got like a governor general award for the highest average when I graduated high school um, in Saskatchewan in like the district that I was in. Um, and I played all the sports, I did all the things, but you know, you feel kind of weird. So I shut it off. And in my twenties, I had a conversation with my sister who's seven and a half years older than me. And the bedroom that was my bedroom when I was younger had been hers prior to me being born. And we were talking about the house that we grew up in because my parents sold it about a year after I graduated high school. And she's like, yeah, that house was crazy, Suzanne. And I said, yeah. And she's like, there was all kinds of stuff. Like her ex-husband had interesting experiences with the, you know, um, not living. Um, and there were all kinds of things that happened. And I said, oh, yeah, like in that bedroom, I'd always see the same couple. She said, oh, my God, me too. First time we talked about it, she was in her 30s, I was in my 20s, and she said the man stood on the left, he was tall, the woman stood on the right, she was short, she had hair down to her waist. And uh, like our parents were like, my dad is six feet, my mom five three, however, my mom's hair never <laughs> went past like right. her chin, it was usually in that, you know, at the time, everybody had the, you know, 
permanent or hair or whatever. So it was not our parents. It was very distinctly this couple and she saw the same couple. So she had very much the same experience with um, these energies in this house. So, and she works as a physiotherapist now. So she works with energy with people because I'll say any body worker um, is working with energy, whether they're conscious of it or not. And yeah. um so yeah, I went into education. I got my degree. I taught for 15 years. Uh, my students loved me. They were super connected with me. Um, I was great in that they connected with me. I taught in some inner city schools. I was um, their kind of solid person. And, you know, I used to get sick a lot. Like I would throw up monthly. I would have like a day where my body would just like throw up. Um, and I would be exhausted for a day or two recovery. And then my colleagues would say, like, how do you always get the stomach flu? So it, it really wasn't the stomach flu. And um, as my daughter, so my daughter it will be 12 this year. When she was two, she started in on the same pattern. And her and I would throw up once a month. And we would just, like, oh for an evening and then through the night and then be kind of wrecked the next day and then slowly get back into it. And it was only ever vomit. It was never the other stuff. It was just, just vomit. And so it was always like, mm, Suzanne has a sensitive stomach or Suzanne this or whatever it happened to be. And in 2016, I was still teaching and I was training to do my first master's Olympic weightlifting competition. So I, you know, working out, I'm coaching, I'm teaching, coaching like sports for, for junior high right. um, and doing all the things. And being mom uh, with, um, you know, my ex-husband now, but he was a shift worker, no family support. So doing all the things and all of a sudden I couldn't do anything. And I was in pain every day. Um, I had, had severe nausea. I ended up losing 15 pounds in a, like little over a month. I had to go on medical leave because I was sick. I was like um, ashen kind of color. I looked like mm-hmm. gray, like I like charred, like burnt like Mm -hmm. when my skin had this really weird like yellowy gray pallor and I was going for tests and of course everything was coming back that I was fine I'm like I'm not I'm not fine like this is not this is not and every and I'm going through rounds and rounds of tests and you know specialists would say to me well until your quality of life is worse they did finally find something with uh, one of my liver ducts and they said until um something is worse you know, and your quality of life is worse, we won't do any surgery. And I went, well, this isn't the quality of life that I want to live. I was sleeping 16 to 20 hours a day. I could barely function. I was not working. Um, thank goodness I had opted to have my daughter in full day kindergarten at that time because we that was not we paid extra for that, but I, I couldn't even manage her. You know, we had a skating rink in our backyard in the winter. And I remember my parents who were in their seventies were out skating with her and I was laying in bed and I'm like, this is not, this is not who I am. This is not me. So I started exploring and working with people in alternative medicine and Reiki practitioners and Mm -hmm. like asking for, for help because I'm going like, this is not how I want to live. Right. And Western medicine, while great, and later on I did develop um, malignant melanoma on my abdomen, and they had to cut it out. Um, so really has a place. It's not that I'm poo-pooing it, right. um, but it it wasn't helping me in a lot of other ways. And every person that I went to see is said to me, you know, you're basically just dying off. 
um, so that you can remember what you came here to do. And this is the process. Wow. And it was a two year health kind of healing crisis and, and a death. It was, it was, I, I felt, I thought before I had any diagnosis that I was actually going to die. And I, and I don't say that lightly. I really thought I was going to die. And then I had to surrender into that and soften into that and, and, and go through a death, which I did. It was a spiritual death, right? You know, we talk right, about right, right. these dark night, yeah. soul, whatever it happens to be with me. It was, it was very much physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It was every, it was all encompassing. And then I started learning and kind of reclaiming and remembering and going through all the process. So getting, you know, all these other certifications and eventually I went back and I substitute taught a little bit and started my practice. And then eventually through COVID, which was such an interesting time of awakening for a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, I, I pulled the pin on teaching completely and just went all in with, um, this phase of energy work and healing and supporting. What, what was it? Uh, you said your, your daughter would get sick at the same time that you were getting sick. Interestingly enough. So when I work energetically with people and my clients always say, it's like they, they want it because I've done a private Reiki training for other people who want to. And then I guide them through the process and it's my clients coming, um, volunteering to be worked on and and mm-hmm. often they'll say well I knew I know that energy happens and da, 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 but like their stomach didn't do what your stomach did and so it's almost like I need that validation so interestingly enough I had uh, I have a liver issue I used to throw up all the time my malignant melanoma was on my abdomen which makes zero sense because if you know anything about malignant melanoma it's usually a place that sees the sun a lot um so i have a massive scar on my abdomen it was stage two they were worried about it moving either to my liver or my lungs or my lymph nodes kind of all of the places um but my stomach makes sounds like a bullfrog when i tune into source energy oh my god Wow. Do you know your human design type and your daughter's human design type? Uh, my daughter's, I don't know. I know I'm a generator. Um, my daughter's, I, I, I would have to plug in the information. and I. Yeah. But I'm a generator. And I feel like I've done this before, but I don't know enough about it. Like a three, five or my, my lines right. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know if you're, uh, you probably wouldn't know this either. You'd have to look at your chart. But if your sacral center is undefined yes. Yes. or defined. Yeah. It's undefined. Uh, I would have to check. Oh, okay. Defined. There's something. There's something about like your sacral. Um, your sacral, not sacral. Sorry, your sacral is defined because you are a generator. I meant your spleen. Um, your spleen is all about intuition, and there is sometimes I have to look it up. But like, if it's, I think if it's, if it's either undefined or or defined, one of them are more likely to get sick a lot because it's related to immune system. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious uh, what that was for you. Because I wanted yeah. So it was interesting. While I was on leave from work, and I started taking my yoga teacher training and my Reiki uh, training, um, so I have my masters and all of these things. I stopped getting sick. I was I was mm-hmm. still having the pain, but I stopped the vomiting. Mm-hmm. My daughter mm-hmm. stopped too. And my daughter, when she tunes into energy, but only like people that are close to her. So when our one dog had passed away, her dad was quite Mm -hmm. upset and she 
was processing for him. And so when we process and her stomach does the same thing, she has some of her other gifts that are, are, are there. Um, stomach does the exact same sound as me. She's like, and does she see spirits as well? She did when she was little. She doesn't, you know, she's preteen. So she didn't want to talk about any of that kind of stuff anymore. Um, but you know, she said, she told me a month or two ago, she said, yeah, I still see people's uh, when she was little, she would call them the sparkles around people and their colors. Um, so she still sees auras. Yeah. Yeah. So sees auras. Yeah. My son is, um, he's got some gifts too. And they were definitely, he's nine. They were definitely way more open when he was younger. Um, and we would like, he would read my, he still actually, he read my, he read my thoughts the other day. Like he will still read my mind. He'll ask me questions about things I'm thinking about. Um, one night, I, this has only happened once, but I astro projected to him and when I was somewhere else. And then like, in the, in, I was actually in Canada, in Toronto and, and I live in Chicago. And so I was super late, I was falling asleep. And as I was falling asleep, I was thinking of him. I'm going to go check on him. Yeah. And then the next day, my husband texted me saying that he woke up crying at the same time that I was checking on him saying someone was in his room watching him sleep. Mm. And I'm like, and when I heard that, I was like, wait, <laughs> did, did I just like astro project there? But um, it's so fascinating. Wait, let's get into like all the stuff about the feminine power and yeah. the power of the cycle and everything. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of women don't realize how freaking powerful we really are and how we have like this divine connection to spirit through our womb. Right. I mean, like literally a source puts a spirit into our body. Right. And then like, it's incredible. And so, um, what I don't, what I learned a little bit about a few years ago, like five or six years ago is the power of our cycle and how certain phases are meant to be more, more like in a, not masculine energy, but more like of that production doing. And then more as like receiving and laid back. And I know you have a whole program about this. I was wondering if you can speak a little bit about the power of the cycle and how we can tune into our cycle to help us generate more of, of our divine gifts and who we're meant to be. Yeah. Well, one of the things, and this was incredibly powerful for me, about four or five, that was five years ago, I did a program with Lisa Lister, who is an author in the UK, and she speaks directly about um, womb medicine and magic. And so it was like a four month program that I had done and I completely changed my physical cycle and also just stepped into a new place of power and my gifts, which was incredible. And so one of the things I don't really know, like if you were like me, I probably like I went through sex ed in high school and it was basically abstain. And if you're going to don't have sex during these times and make sure you use birth control and, 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 right. And then when it's time to conceive, you are tracking your cycle because you want to know where ovulation is. And that's about the gist of it, right? And, and otherwise it's either, depending on where you are in your life, it's either a celebration. Yes, I got my period or crap, here it is, right? Like, and then that's about it. And it's, and it feels like a nuisance and all of these things. However, one of the biggest things I think that women can feel empowered in is that knowing that every month through their womb space, they're going through the life cycle. So we have our life, dying, death, and rebirth every single month. And when we're menstruating, we are actually shedding all of the energy in regards to all of the conversations, the interactions, 
everything. And so we get a chance to shed, release, and heal if we have the awareness that that's what is happening. We get the opportunity to release in order to create this open space of possibility. Like that's fucking magic. I mean, literally, as soon as you said that, like we get to shed conversations and like interactions that we've had during this whole, you know, dying off period. And like, like literally goosebumps. I don't know if you saw my face, but I was like, like, and I started writing down notes. Yes, I saw. So powerful. I never, ever like would have made that connection. No, no. Like it's a literal, like once you have this and it's not even just the conversations that you have with others, it's the the internal conversations, right? Like the period can be something that you're excited about that you look forward to because it's a shedding of all that versus something you dread because it's an inconvenience. An inconvenience or painful or whatever. And I will say, I do understand the inconvenience, the pain after my daughter was born about two or three years later, I had really painful, heavy, clotty periods that last a long time. I'm 43 now and I'm having the best periods of my life. I rarely have any pain, bright, fresh red blood. The color of your blood also indicates a lot of what's going on emotionally too, by the way. So there's so, it's so rich with information and I've transformed the way in which I relate to it. And it's just, it's been such an empowering experience for me that I think, you know, like the number one is, yeah, you're having like a life cycle happening. And when you go like that, you can go, oh, I'm actually looking forward to this time because I know that it's creating space. I think that's one of the things like we're actually creating space for new to come in Mm. every month if we have the awareness to release and let go of. Do you have any um, ceremonies or anything that you do to welcome that dying off or to welcome that rebirth? You know what? I I do a lot of things. What do I want to say? Like psych- psychically every once in a while. I, my daughter is very active. It seems to take a lot of my time. And so carving out the time for me, even though I preach it, seems to be a challenge. It, it's yeah, a- I hear you. <laughs> um, especially navigating as a single mom. However, um, I do yoni steams kind of periodically. I you mm-hmm. pun intended, not intended, but I do yoni scenes every once in a while, like usually quarterly throughout the year as just like an addition to um, shedding and releasing mm-hmm. the energy that's there as well, which is lovely. The timing of this conversation is to me is so relevant because I went to this Awaken Your Feminine Essence workshop um, last weekend. It was a yeah. three day weekend and it wasn't even a workshop. It was like a whole retreat. And and I did this meditation this morning too, but one of the things that we were taught about was your pelvic floor muscle and being able to contract and release through breath work. Um, and then at one point it's like you hold your breath. And so you, you, you're, you're contracting your pelvic floor muscle and you're also holding your breath. So the power of that, of that energy of the airflow is literally in all your body. Yeah. And, um, and whenever I do it, like, I feel so recharged. I'm like, Holy cow. Like we can literally like, and I feel like I'm pumping, like, you know, I have my hand in quotations, but like pumping energy through my body through this contraction release of the pelvic floor. Um, and we often think like, especially with women who've had kids, especially vaginally delivery, like a pelvic floor is usually looked at like strengthen the pelvic floor. So you don't have prolapse. And it's just more of like to do it for that intention. Whereas strengthening the pelvic floor can really help strengthen your whole inner power inner power and there's a whole piece there as well it's interesting that you talk about this because um 
if you look at the esophagus and the cervix, and I, I hope yeah, that talked, yeah, I hope that they talked about this this past weekend. If you were to superimpose them over top of each other, they're mirror images of each other. And yeah, so, I actually learned that a while ago yeah. um, at a course I went to because if you have vocal issues, a lot of times you might have pelvic floor issues and yeah. the the same. Yeah. So energetically speaking, they're so interrelated, and we often find in terms of sexuality, because there's so much conditioning about women and their sexuality and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. If their throat center, energetically speaking, so they're having trouble articulating tr their truth, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling, feeling validated, showing their true essence, their sacral will also be closed. And it's really hard to experience, um, deep connection in sexual intimacy as well. So it, it all kind of interplays. Yeah. That's so fascinating. So how, how does this cycle work for women who are post-menopause? Yeah. No longer have yeah. So I mean, is there still a, a rhythm, like a cycle of some still sort? Is a rhythm and flow. And so when you were talking essentially that there's like part of it is more masculine and part of it is more feminine. I always say, think of masculine and feminine energy in the simplest form as, you know, think of your outlets in the wall, like the holes. And if you know anything about electrical, like they're called the female parts, they're open yeah. and they receive, right? <laughs> and if yeah. you plug with the prongs, yeah. that's the male part, yeah. they stick out. So, you know, there's like a physical, you know, similarity, but that's really what it is. Inward, opening, receiving, outward and, and ready to penetrate really. And so that's our energy too. So half of our cycle is outward in expression, half of it is inward in expression. Um, but there's four phases. And I say in the life cycle, so we have the life cycle, often they're talked about in terms of the seasons, which makes a lot of sense because we can understand and interplay the seasons and um, how that would be. So we've got spring, summer, fall, and winter. And in our menstrual cycle, and each of them is about a week, you know, depending on a woman's cycle, everyone's cycle is different. When you're postmenopausal, you're still going to go through these phases. They will likely just sync up with the moon in some way. And it's up to you to track your energy, how you're feeling. You're still going to go through this spring, summer, fall, and winter when you're postmenopausal. It's just that you're not shedding, you're not lit, you're not bleeding. You've done all your bleeding, and that's how you move into your crone energy. Is that you you don't have to go as tumultuously, perhaps, right. through all of these cycles, and you hold that wisdom, right? Because you've embodied it and you've gone through that experience for decades. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I would love to talk a little bit more about the seasons, and I feel like even just understanding those, women go, ah, okay, I get it. I mean, another light bulb moment. I'm like, wait a minute, four phases to the moon, four seasons, four uh, phases to our cycle. Like, I mean, if you want to talk about that, go, go ahead about the seasons. I mean, the stage is yours. <laughs> yeah, I think that one of the things that I, I think every woman should know, even just the briefest amount is, okay, we talk about how we have the life, death, rebirth. Well, every year as we go through, you know, we're in North America, there's some places that don't experience the interplay of seasons as much. Um, but there's a different energy that each season holds, literally, physically, in like on earth. And we're actually embodying that with our energy month to month, right? 
so we go through these four four seasons so I'll start with spring because you know we're moving into spring and and that's the start of the masculine outward energy so spring mm-hmm. for women will begin um, at the end of their menstrual cycle. So depending on your cycle, it may start day four, five, six, seven, somewhere in there. The energy of spring is one of rebirth. It's one of possibility. It's one of ideas, creativity, inspiration. It's our physical energy is on the rise. We have the ability for clear communication during this time. And our libido goes up. So we can schedule all kinds of things, whether our workouts, our uh, conversations we need to have, our work, which is something that, you know, I am really passionate. I really in this course that I'm building, it's all about really understanding and honing in on the feminine and masculine energies within us as women, we hold them both and knowing your cycle so that you can utilize it to lead in the best way possible. And when I say lead, we're all leading in some way, shape or form. Even if we are, you know, if we're a CEO or a mother of five who stays at home, we're still leading, we're leading in some capacity. And so honing in allows more balance instead of us pushing all the time, we're not meant to push all the time. You know, that's the construct of the nine to five days, a man's, a man's testosterone cycle, not a woman's hormonal cycle. We are plunked into this, but that's not how we operate. <laughs> right. So, right. yeah. So, you know, that um, spring phase is like the pre-ovulation. So wherever, again, every woman is slightly different. I am currently on day seven. Day seven is my most fun day. I feel like I feel great. My libido is very high on day seven. I feel like I can communicate. Everything feels easy. Everything feels good. It's all of these things. I I love day seven. So even though I didn't sleep very well last night, I'm like, I have the energy. I can hold it for the day. Whereas if you catch me on day 26 and I usually have a 27 day cycle, I am so exhausted and I cannot do anything. (laughs) So don't even like, and my emotional capacity is not high either. Right. But I know this about myself and I schedule. That's amazing that you know that about yourself that you, I mean, that's Wow. Like yeah. That's so, and I'm so fine tuned to like day to day. There's some that are have general energy, but there's specific days. And then day 12, I'm like, I could, I could be a superhero on day 12. So then we move into the summer phase, which is just before, during and after ovulation. So that would be my day 12, my day 12 physically, I can work the longest hours. Um, If I'm working out on that day, I'm going to have my fastest run. I'm going to lift my hardest. I'm going to have the most endurance. I'm physically at my peak capacity. I feel like I want to be around people. I'm super social. I mean, biology wise, it's the time that we're to be procreating. So we're to be out and seen so that we can attract what we need to put a baby in our belly (laughs) is like what, what is happening um, biologically. So that's, you know, the energy of, of summer is all of, all of this. And if you think of summer, you know, where we live, where I live, especially in the North, um, we have so much daylight. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't in the winter here that in the winter we really come in in the summer everybody's doing everything because we know that it's short-lived and so that's kind of also the energy of your summer um, in your menstrual cycle so again those are more masculine outward expression of our energy and then the latter half of our cycle is the feminine about coming in being open being willing to receive so then we move into fall well what's fall that's that's the dying off phase. Things are dying off. It's our premenstrual phase. 
And so what's actually supposed to be happening at this time is we are supposed to be really clear on our boundaries because often when we feel enraged or erratic or out of control with our menstrual cycle and our premenstrual phase, which a lot of women do, it's because we don't have the capacity we had in the spring or summer, but yet we're trying to push through there. And then we feel like a boundary that we have not articulated has been crossed because a week ago or two weeks ago, you had all the capacity. Right now you don't. You're not meant to go as hard. You're meant to just like slow it down, come in, be more introspective. A lot of your self-limiting beliefs are going to be surfacing at this time, the way that we're talking to ourselves. And they are there so that we can have the awareness. We can call BS on them as we call BS on everything because this is the truth seeing phase. And mm-hmm. then we can shed and release when it comes time for winter in our menstrual cycle. Love, love that. Like That makes, makes so much sense. Um, and one of the things I also wanted to ask you about in, and this, I feel like it's just great segue into this conversation is you have a 12 year old. I don't know if she has started her cycle yet or not. She is energetically starting her cycle. So she's got all the physical signs are, are happening. She's in tune with my cycle. She has not, she's everything but bleeding yet, which I believe will come at any time. I was in grade six. She's in grade six. Uh, her birthday is in the summer. Like, I feel like it's it, it's upon us at any moment. Every month I'm like, is it happening now? Although I know it's erratic, you know, for the first year, it's not consistent every month. It takes a while to move into that natural rhythm. But she is energetically in the space of, yes, she's cycling like everywhere. And her and I are cycling together. So Oh, that's so fascinating. Well, my daughter will be 13. Um in a couple of months. And my sisters were a little bit older. I think one was almost 15 and one was shy of 14. Yeah. Um, I was 12 and newly 12, I think when I got mine. So, but she's also very athletic and um, I know that can play a role in it as well, but she also, you know, the moodiness that comes like, we're definitely seeing a lot of that, Yeah. but we had a conversation a month or so ago about, she had all these questions, like, is it painful? Like, what is it? Like, what do I do? We're having all these questions. And I can't remember what we were talking about that prompted this conversation, but I basically shifted her mindset of like how freaking powerful women are. And that, you know, thousands of years ago, the power that women had, and, you know, it's trying now, like a lot of women are coming back into that. And so I was wanting to shift her perspective of this is not something to, to be scared of. I'm definitely going to be talking to her about the whole power of like releasing, but how do you prepare someone at that age to say, like, what would be some things that I would want to mention to her or include in the conversation to have her feel more connected to that and not to, and not to be annoyed by it or, um, cause that's the, that's the, the message that's being sent in all these period commercials and amongst conversations amongst kids, her age is like how annoying it is, right? Like what I want to change that narrative for her at at a level that she understands. You know, I, I think we can do as much as we can by leading by example. Uh, Um, You know, their peers have a lot of influence sadly uh, (laughs) at that age. So, you know, but I think modeling it, like, I don't know, my, my daughter 
knew all about periods from a very young age, would ask about blood, what's going on. We've had a lot of conversations from, from the start. And I, you know, now she's like, we have conversations. Of course, she's had like the health talks at school, but I say, you know, it doesn't have to be horrible. Like, you know, ideally you'll have a little bit more time to like rest it's very special like as a woman I've told her about the phases I'm like as a woman these are some of the things that are like your superpowers at each time so even knowing that um you don't have to feel like it's this horrible thing and I said it's what makes you as a woman, like connected to all of the things and without it, you know, we can't bring life onto this planet without it. We are disconnected from the power that sits, that sits in there. So I think it's just having a conversation about like, what are the strengths of each phase? And mm-hmm. that it is, you know, like a long time ago in history, women were celebrated. They got to go for like a week and hang out in a red tent and like right. go and do circles together and have their visions together. And because they were too powerful to be around the men. And so they, they did it a little bit out of fear. They put them in the red tent, but also because they honored that, you know, they were meant to be more restful and supported because we're meant to be supported during that time, during our menstrual phase, we are meant to be supported yet we as women have taken on this role is that we have to be both the man and the woman. That's basically what, what, what has happened. And you see it in, in relationship dynamics where women end up parenting their spouses um, because they're totally in their masculine and their unhealed feminine. Yes. Yeah. Like that. I recently heard about like exactly what you're just saying that women who are in their masculine tend to mother their, their partner Mm. who then ends up being more in a feminine Mm. and then they're, then they get, everyone's just frustrated and there's a huge disconnect because we're not honoring the divine um, energy that we're meant to be honoring at that time or with, with each other. Yeah, I I think, you know, um, and I saw it in my in my past relationship with my ex-husband. He was very unhealed in all of his masculine and feminine. I very much had to hold the masculine energy and but was expected to be in my feminine. It just wasn't a healthy balance. And now I'm in the midst of a relationship with someone who is very much in his healed masculine. I am very much in my, you know, for the most part, my wounding always comes up because we're never done, right? <laughs> in my in, uh, in my healed feminine. And so I'm open to the support. And one of the things we had a conversation yesterday, he's like, I love knowing exactly where you are in your cycle because I know how to best support you. Mm. And he's like, I'm connected to you. So yeah, you might be a little bit more We're long distance. It's not like we can do anything all the time. But you know, your libido may be higher on day seven through 12. But and so that's wonderful when we're able to connect and be together during that time. But he said, I love you in all of your phases, because I know how you are. And I know how to best be there for you. And it helps us communicate and deepen our connection like it's it, and so we can both fully be and I don't think I don't think you can truly be in that balance of the polarities and of course there's times where I'm more in my masculine because I need to have that supportive role if he's 
processing through something else. But in general, we're in those polarities for the most part. And it's been the most beautifully connected relationship that I didn't even know was possible. Mm, That's beautiful. That's incredible. Um, You know, hearing you talk about this and, and the, the power and being able to like hold on and to different energies and being able to have be, be there for other people. You know, I'm on, I think yesterday I was like day four or five, but my mm-hmm. daughter was struggling, not even yet. I think it was Saturday more so Saturday and Sunday. She was struggling with a lot. And I felt like hard. It was hard for me to hold the space for her and this will hold the space for me processing what was going on. And it just made that connection. I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? Like, I wonder if this was in day eight or nine, if things would have felt different. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. You know, you were in the midst of your coming out, but towards the tail yeah. end of your winter. And the energy of winter is, you know, I live in cold winter. It's cold today. And it's like, stay inside, stay cozy. Yeah. It's dark. Mm-hmm. And, and it's mm-hmm. a time for us to like tend and nurture ourselves. And so we don't right. have much outward energy to hold for everybody else. So even in your family dynamic, when you can say to your partner or your child, like, I love you, but I need this time for myself so that I can better mm-hmm. serve you, you know, and yes. we get better at, at saying what our needs are as women, because often we slough them off to the side in order to put everyone else above us. And, and especially women who are mothers as well, it tends to be just the automatic go-to and I've been guilty and I'm guilty at times as well, but it's also mm-hmm. saying, actually, no, this is what I need to do so that I can better serve you, right? Mm-hmm. And I think just knowing, like, literally knowing your schedule or your your cycle, it shifts your dynamic with everything. Like, to me, you cannot truly connect to the divine feminine within. Without knowing without the cycle. Without into this. Without I, You yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine that knowing your cycle can really help you if you're an entrepreneur and owning your own business, as well as have kids, like the, the, the many hats that women typically have to wear would be able to, you know, have a better understanding of all that once you know your cycle. Yeah. I mean, you know, this month tended not to be because my (laughs) thing, extra things got kind of thrust upon me last minute on day 26, 27, day one. And I I had like a complete like overwhelm. I need to go lay on the closet floor last week and cry because this is just too much. And I normal and I wouldn't have scheduled and I didn't schedule on my own for it to be that way. But I do schedule everything work-wise, parenting. Well, parenting is parenting, right? But work-wise and and I, I tailor it to my cycle. And so I know where to scale back and where I need more time for me. And I know where I have more time to give and my schedule and what I am doing will, will play into this as well as each role, you know, in work, whether again, like if you're an entrepreneur, if you're wearing all these hats, you have different phases that are optimal for different things, which is really what this course that, that I built and it's, it's, on sale until Friday. I don't know what day this airs, but it's on sale on pre-sale until Friday. And it's a group coaching course that starts next month is really honing in on how like the feminine and masculine energy, and then how to optimize each phase of your cycle so that you can honor and work with it and have more ease and flow 
as women, we are meant to have more ease and flow. We're not meant to lead and work like men. We're just not. Yes, we can do the things, but in our way, not in the way that we've been told we should do them. And I think that's why you see women in burnout all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And burnout from that and also not honoring who like, you know, those who are, are not fully embracing their gifts and, or are too scared to even like come out with, you know, be truthful with their gifts or showcase their gifts. And, um, or like, you know, maybe they want to change careers and they're just, they're stuck in like the whole judgment, self-judgment or fair judgment of others. Um, before we wrap it up and I want, and I will give you an opportunity to talk about your course because it sounds amazing. I, I do have one other question. Do you know if there is, you know, we always say the 28 day cycle is kind of like textbook normal, but I would imagine there's a range of normal. Is there, do you know of anything from like what would be considered a normal cycle? You know what? Each woman, I would say if you're, if you're consistent, you can track. And so for me every month and I have, cause I have a tracker app. However, if I want to get nitty gritty and actually tune in, like you need to physically be manually writing out day to day what's going on so that you can hone in mm-hmm. on that energy and understand. However, I have like six or seven years of, of data on this app. And so for me, a normal range is between 24 to 28 days. And as long as I'm in there, that's consistent for me. For some women, it might be, you know, short, and I've had shorter cycles that are 21 days. But I think that if you're consistently within a range of, of, you know, three days, that's normal for you. And it could be a 21 day cycle, it could be a 35 day cycle, when you've got like a 21, and then a 40 and whatever, like there's something, it's one of those phases is shortened, another one is extended. And it's because you haven't been leaning into the energy of what you need to do for yourself during that time. Mm. Well, that is a perfect opportunity for you to talk about your offers that you have. And because this sounds like so amazing and like something that every, not only every woman should like learn about, but definitely every woman in business and being able to like operate with their cycle. Um, So tell us a little bit more about, I think it's a call, was it called period power? Is that the name of your? That's um, well, that was just like one is a self-guided, like, can you just, understand your cycle so kind of what we talked about but a little bit like gives more information in there um but the one that's coming up is called cycle ceo and it's a six-week program that i'm starting in april so the week after easter is when we start our first six weeks we'll have an intro call um the week before but it's a group coaching um where there will be live and recorded calls so you know we all have our own schedule and I say we always say if we can't be somewhere at that time then it doesn't work well that's not how energy works as you know you receive it when it's meant to be so there's a variety of times on those calls and they're all going to be saved and uploaded um, into the Facebook group so it's also a private container for all the women who join and I will be there as a support on Tuesdays and Thursdays to ask questions but you know, the preliminary is going through and understanding what are feminine and masculine energies. Most women don't even know. And so it's going through. That's the first week. The second week is learning how to apply creativity and innovation in business to your spring phase, right? Mm. We talked about. Mm -hmm. And then the summer is learning how to optimize your um, productivity and efficiency. Um, in the summer phase and then the third or sorry so that's then the next week after that is about 
fall. So leaning into our emotional intelligence, a lot of our self-limiting beliefs, our ability to be in tune or a support for others' emotions are, are there. So how do we work with that and scale back our work and what should we 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 be working on at this time because it's not working balls to the wall and working all the hours during our fall days. And then in our winter um, is really about leaning into our intuition and learning how to trust and, and learning how to do the self-reflect and then let anything that is not serving us go so that we can step forward. But we have a natural rhythm and flow that we are meant to work through to optimize um, you know, our results that we're having, our efficiency, but also for us to actually scale into that work-life balance. It's really hard to have any kind of work-life balance when we feel like we must work 10 hours a day or, you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, I have my own business or I lead other people. And so therefore I have to be on all the time. No, there's certain times that are more optimized to that and not. And so it's the types of activities, conversations, reflections for each phase that's going to optimize you into tuning into your feminine energy as well. And then the last week is all about kind of a recap of, of everything and a Q&A. So that's kind of the format of the course. And yeah, I'm just really, it'll be yeah, live and group calls. Uh, the pre-intro has a few short videos and then that are pre-recorded and then there'll be PDFs and, and workbook pages for people to, and journal prompts and things like that for people to work through. The old teacher in me is still here. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds amazing. Um, for those who want to I learn, this probably be aired at probably towards the end of March um, would be my guess when this episode will be aired. Yeah. Uh, for those who want to hear more about it and learn more about you and what you do, where would they, where would they find you? They can find me on Instagram. My handle is easy. It's just my name, Suzanne Vitas. So S-U-S-A-N-N-E. And then last name is V-E-N-A-A-S, which you'll have me tagged, I'm sure, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my website is www.suzannevenus.ca. So also really easy to find. And that's all linked in my socials and such. As well. and, in, and your social, yeah. And on Instagram, you're, it's just, yeah. Susan, oh, dot Venus. I, for some reason, I thought you were giving your email. I missed that part. But yeah, yeah. Instagram. Yep, absolutely. And um, and anytime if you're doing another offer for tarot, people who are listening right now, definitely jump in on that because she is amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. It was wonderful having absolutely. this conversation. Yes. Well, thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks Bye. so much.